Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we break down one of their records. Uh, we uh, we get into the music, the artwork, the lyrics, and everything in between. Uh, we try and we try to have a good time doing it. My name is Tyler, and we out there hundreds of miles away is Jeff. Um, go follow us on social media. All the all the socials are at Asinine Radio. Give us a follow, subscribe to us, whatever whatever it is that you do. Go do that. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please go do that. That helps a lot. Share it with your friends too. Spread the word. Spread, spread the gospel of uh, of Asinine Radio. So, that's all I got for the boring intro. Let's jump into it, Jeff. What are we doing today? Change the record. We are doing. Does does this look infected? Does this look infected? Gotta say it has oh, the question true. mark. Come on, man. Land of the free. Come on. Does it look infected? Land of the. Does this look infected? Okay. Yes. Some forty one. This is their third record. I'm going to say it's their third record. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. That's fine. But uh, yeah, so really the classic lineup of the band. Cone on bass, Derek, Derek Wibley on uh, vocals guitar, Dave Baksh, also known as Baksh. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Brown Sound on guitars and Steve-O32 on the, drum, the drums. So um, yeah, I don't know. Let's get into our origin story of some 41. And then we'll get into uh, first impressions, and then just really kind of start breaking down the record. So, what is your uh, what's your origin story, Jeff? Go. I think it's really just MTV. I remember recording Fat Lip video um, onto a VHS, and just like one, like you know, one of the many VHSs we recorded as as kids. So I think it's just the mm-hmm. Fat Lip video that I really liked on MTV because I was already into like Blink at the time and, and stuff and. Again, hearing that down like that was just—I I still contend <laughs> that maybe like the greatest like pop punk riff of all time. And yeah, then, I would agree with you on that. I don't know. I, I think I think that's just—I think it's that easy. I think MTV hooked me on some forty-one. Yep, same here. It was—it was MTV. It was the same thing. It, it was on. It came on. You know, it was—I think it was like probably a Saturday night or a Friday night because that's when they showed more rock videos at night. And uh, and yeah, the song came on, absolutely blew me away. It's one of those times where it's a song, it's something that I'd never, ever heard before. And it's just so unexpected that I'm just, I become obsessed, absolutely obsessed. So I recorded the video and then I would just watch it on repeat. Just watch the goddamn video. And the pain for pleasure part at the end was so rad. Yeah. And a uh, friend of the pod, Sean and I, we would just sit there and watch this video endlessly along with a bunch of other music videos we had recorded, but this is one of the big videos that we would constantly watch. And, uh, yeah, so that's my origin story is, uh, is the and also, Fat Lip video. Just, just, this is, this is keep going with the Fat Lip video here for a second, but it was also fun because of the uh, the interaction in the liquor store beforehand, the little rap thing yeah, they would the do. Rap. Because they wouldn't always do that. MTV would not always play that yeah, portion right. of the video. So sometimes, like... So like when when I'm sitting there in front of the TV wanting to press play because I know the Sum Forty One video is coming up, and if record, that record you mean, re, yeah, record. I said I said pray, record, pray, yeah. record, pray, pray. 
So like I would I would I would hope that part would come up and didn't always um so I lost my train of thought there. But the but the, but the <laughs> initial part of the video is fun, even though it's from half hour power. That's fine though. True, yeah. But yeah, who cares? Who cares, man? But yeah, it it, it 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 is good. It's just, it's fucking Canadian fools over here. These little pop punk Canadian fools, right? Like come on. Yeah. It's so good. I forgot to say too, we're we're in Canada season Full right now. We're in Canada season. We are week two of Canada season. We got we got four weeks of this of Canadian bands. So started with Rush, now we're doing some forty one and uh, I'm not gonna spoil the next two weeks. But Canada, oh Canada. Canada is alive, yes. Um so yeah, then let's get into your uh your initial thoughts on does this look infected from some forty one. So what do you got? Go. So so um I, it's funny because like it wasn't until just recently in the past like five years that I really I really buckled down and liked Iron Maiden, but I've always I've always liked that part in Fat Lip where like Maiden and Priest were the gods that we praised. And I was like, oh, who is Maiden and Priest? Like those are cool fucking names. Like that's awesome. And then like I learned later on, we were like fucking what were we like freshmen at best, right? Maybe not even there. We were still eighth like grade. middle we school yeah, transitioning school. to high school. And like yeah. I wasn't listening to Iron Maiden or Judas Priest, and I still don't listen to Judas Priest because they're weak. But um, I don't know. So like, like getting into that was fun. But when Does It Look Infected came out, we were already in high school. This came out in the same year that the World Champion Anaheim Angels won the World Series. So <sighs> 2002 was a good year, and I think I think like what really did it for me was two things. One was the Hell Song, and then two was Thanks for Nothing. Like the Hell Song, okay. the opening track. And then uh, Thanks for Nothing, like two kind of different songs, but also both very, very heavy in comparison to like Into Deep. And a lot of the stuff from, I said Into Deep weird, Into Deep. You did say that really weird. In, into Deep. I'm still saying it in, weird. I don't into like deep. it. Into Deep. Into Deep. It's almost like the too deep part is one word. Huh? Into Deep? Yeah. It's like you're saying like Sinai's. Like you're cutting off. It's like what we yeah. I don't like that. Do. It's weird. It felt weird. <laughs> as soon as I said it, it felt weird. So anyway, my my first impressions of of Does Look Infected was like this is heavier than In Too Deep and Fat Lip and stuff from All Killer. Even though I wasn't that familiar with All Killer because it just came out the year prior, and so I'm not as familiar with that then as I am now. Um, but I uh, I love this. I love this as soon as it came out because this was the hardest pop punk that I have heard and this was kind of like my introduction to kind of metal music I wasn't listening yeah, to metal you were this not time. a metalman I was not I definitely wasn't like a thrashman the most kind of like aggressive <laughs> thing I had listened to what you don't like thrashman it just Sorry. sounds weird it's 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 a weird sounding one I was a trashman fan right like trashman like, like surfing bird like I like that song and I knew what that song was at this point um, but like it wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't into like the harder you stuff at this point. That and was the hardest, thing. the hardest thing that I listened to was like AFI. AFI was kind of like the hardest band that I listened to. Or like I think System. it was. You listened to System. That is, uh, no, that's true. When did, yeah. no, cause I didn't listen to System really, really until Toxicity. That was a that one. That was 2001. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right, but like, but still, that, but that's still, like, you weren't you weren't a metalman. You exception really to the rule, rather than the rule yeah. itself. Like Metallica, no way. I did not listen to Metallica until very recently, until like three years ago. Yeah, well, four <laughs> years ago. So calm down, there, guy. Um, 
Oh shit! I, so I don't know what your question was, but that was it. That was I don't. Know, I don't know either. That was the, that was the answer to the question. <laughs> I didn't know you asked. No, that was what your first impressions of "Does This Look Infected?" were. Yeah, and you kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent, but that's fine. That's what we do. We're just two dudes shitting around. Just two. So. <laughs> All right, my uh, my my initial thoughts on here. Uh, I mean, I've I've liked this record from the beginning. I was obsessed with "All Killer No Filler." I actually never bought All Killer. I, I had a burned copy of it. I don't even remember who burned it for me. Oh, you know, it was Jessica, friend of the pod, Jessica, my 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 high school sweetheart. Uh, she bur- she bought the CD. She burned it. And then Sum 41 was her favorite band for like two years. She wore that. I don't know if you remember, but she wore that Sum 41 hoodie every fucking day. You remember that shit? Had like I, the pentagram and shit on it. I honestly remember her wearing a hoodie all the time, but I don't remember what the hoodie was. It was the Sum 41 hoodie. She wore it for like two years straight. But I do remember her in a hoodie <laughs> all the time. Yeah, that black Sum 41 hoodie. Like to she the point where I was like, shit. why the fuck are you wearing a hoodie, dude? It's like, it's hot as shit outside. You don't need a hoodie. <laughs> We're in Southern California. You don't need a hoodie ever. It's 100 degrees out, yeah, in the summer, but you got that black hoodie on with pants, you know? Um, but anyway, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, does this look infected? Uh, I, when this record came out, I was totally stoked on it. Uh, the, but the thing that, that, that caught me first was the video for still waiting because I was, I still am a huge mad TV fan and I'm a huge, I mean, I'm an even bigger fan of Will Sasso. So at that time, you know, my friend of the pod, Sean and I, we were always quoting Will Sasso and shit from mad TV and then all of a sudden, some forty one come out with a new video and still waiting. And Will Sass is in the intro so as the, rec- the 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 douchey record executive. And I was just I remember watching it for the first time and just I was just dying laughing. It was so over the top and so stupid. But Will Sasso nailed it. And then the video itself is is just so funny. It's poking fun at the bands at the time. You know the. <laughs> They actually, they so like, like I mean, I'm getting into a whole different things here, but yeah. they went on tour with the Strokes at some point. But yeah, then the, the font with the S kind of going both ways, yeah. that's that's the Strokes. But they they had talked to the to Julian from the Strokes and, and asked him like what he thought. And he was like, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. You're right. Like there is a bunch of bands that came out the same exact time. The White Stripes, the Strokes, the Hives. What was the other the one? Led the Led Zeppelins. The Led yeah. Zeppelins. They all came out the same exact time. <laughs> but it's... uh. The number bands are out. Green, uh, what is it? Some forty-one. Green Day seventy-five. Yeah, <laughs> so fucking dumb, dude. I mean, I, for for those that don't know, we quote Will Sasso constantly on this fucking podcast. God, all the goddamn time. Love Will Sasso, but, but yeah, anyway, right. yeah. Right. So that was my that was my intro was to this album. Uh, my first impressions on this album was was the the video for Still Waiting. And then I bought this record, and when it, the first like edition, or I, I don't want to say pressing because it wasn't a pressing, but the first edition, CD edition of this came with a DVD, and it was like a mockumentary thing for uh, Pain for Pleasure. So it was about like, I haven't watched it in so many years, but it's uh, Steve-O, who's the singer in Pain for Pleasure, becomes a complete alcoholic, and then he ends up like disappearing for 25 years or something like that after they made the one song the one paying for pleasure song he disappears nobody knows what happens to him and then he comes back as like a for like a reunion of paying for pleasure to put out their for their final full-length record or some shit like that but it's really really stupid and really funny um did you have that dvd i never had the dvd but i watched it this week i watched a lot of oh, their did? stuff okay. and then there are two early dvd stuffs i watched this week too yeah i didn't watch the the sake one but yeah, I, I just I I didn't watch anything this week about it, but 
Yeah, I used to watch that DVD a lot, the Pain for Pleasure one. Pretty good. It's only like, I think, seven or eight minutes. It's not even that long. It's, but, um, uh, yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. So let's get into So, do we have any stinkers on Does This Look Infected? No. No. Okay, so what's your uh, what's your number one banger? What is your one B off of this record? Does this look infected? My one B and two B are are back to back. My one B is thanks for nothing. Why? That's my favorite Sum Forty One song. Is it really? Absolutely. That's my eleven B. Well, so it's not I the worst song B's. on the album. I got twelve Bs, and so it's, it's my eleven. Wor- B. So it's not the worst song. So it's what's, not, what's, no, what's, it's what's your twelve B? Just out of curiosity. My 12B is uh, hyperinsomnia perichondrioid. Chondrioid. Oh, yeah, that, that's my 11B. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, because every song on here is a banger. Every song is good. Uh, there, but there is some stuff that that bleeds into into other songs. And and I think, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Let, let's get into Thanks for Nothing. As DT would say, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Thanks for Nothing is their best song on this album. It is their best song overall. Dude, I love the slower vocals in the chorus. The contrast between the fast verse to the slow chorus, that's mm-hmm. great. But the verses, man, the verses have some like goofy kind of rapping in there, yeah, which is reminiscent like, of like, you know, Fat Lib, which is reminiscent of what they really, really enjoy doing on Half Hour of Power. And that's why yeah. I like Thanks for Nothing so much. And so... This is like yeah, the very very kind of spiritual successor to uh, to Fat Lip because of that. But it's only like it's only like two lines where they they go back and forth. It's not not like a whole verse. Uh, but then the song kind of tricks you too because it kind of starts out like it's going to be a ballad. You're like you're kind of like prepping yourself prepping yourself for that. Yeah. And then it just quickly drops into that punk song, which is very. It, it was a relief. Let's just say that, or it is a relief. Um, Dude, they just they they perfected the pop punk metal breakdowns yeah the breakdown on this is is definitely the best part for sure it's super chuggy and then there's that cool little lead part too i just wish it was a little bit longer yeah it's good and then outro man like the outro with the thanks for nothing part like like overlaid and onto the other vocal part oh it's it's money it's absolute money it's something i you know i really after listening to this record three times this week this is the song where I thought, like the chorus. There's a couple songs actually, but this is really one of them, where the chorus really just sounds cookie cutter. The melody, the transitions, it's very pop punk cookie cutter. Not that that it's a bad thing. It's just they they do it so much better on so many of the other songs here, on here and All Killer. Here is why I agree, but also disagree with how you're saying it. Because one, yes, I agree, it is cookie cutter, but I disagree with how you're saying it because. You could take out any almost fucking even like even even uh, uh, hyper insomnia perichondroid. You could take out almost any one of these songs on its own. The only song I think is 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 Anna Nicole that song. Any other song you could play for somebody, and after that song's done, that person can still hum that chorus. Like these guys are fucking yeah, unreal that's, that's at writing choruses. They are unreal at writing catchy melodies. Like the only the only other pop punk band. That did this well at writing like pop punk stuffs is 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 Blink, even Green Day. They, a lot of their stuff like is not this catchy, this deep in the album. Dude, Billy no, Spleen, okay, Hooch, Hyper Insomnia, even Thanks for Nothing. Like, dude, these are all catchy, catchy choruses or catchy verses that you can hum along to after they're done. Like, this is 
this is next level melody writing shit. It is, but it's still a lot of the same that they already do. Like I said, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, you know, there's just better songs on this record. Dude, Thanks for nothing is, is it's been my favorite song for a while. That's crazy. It makes I love no this sense. song. I fucking love the song. And it's like, it's all, it's all lead up to the outro. That I know. Yeah, it for is. Nothing. Oh man. I love that. Do you sound just like Derek? Love that. Derek who? Sound just like him. Derek Wibley. Derek Wibley. He's from, Derek he's Wibley. From That's how they talk in Canada. <laughs> That's true. They do. <laughs> <laughs> We're experts on that country. Yeah, whatever. That's, um, my, that's my one B. I don't care. You would have. Oh, and uh, bringing it back to Will Sasso, he's also Canadian, so f- that's uh, that's also that's fun true. too, because we are in Canada season right now. Um, anyway, so let's uh, we good. Oh, what do you have lyrically on "Thanks for Nothing"? This was sorry, just a big old piece of lime um, pulp, a typical nonconformity so pop punk song. Um, nothing too crazy. Lyrics overall were cool. I, I enjoyed them. Yeah, I like they them. weren't they weren't like crazy complex, but they weren't stupid fucking cheesy, superficial. They were, they were like right as I would expect them to be, right in that good middle ground. Agreed. Yeah, the right amount of like you know talking about his depression and anxiety, and then you know social some social issues, but never getting specific, just general stuff, and then some breakup stuff too. A couple breakup songs. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of all. It's it's a good mix. It's honestly a good mix. This entire record, but this song to me, it's just about his view on society and how we're constantly being lied to and told what to do. By the man, by the oppressors, all that kind of shit. So pretty, you know, so early tw- early so mid twenties. It's all so complicated. I know it's all before reality's a bore. Dude, we're talking. Okay, you, right. you sound just like Derek. Yeah, now I'm gonna do. get back. Derek who? Derek Wibley. Now I'm gonna get back into it because I'm irritated. So, so this this album is, is twelve <laughs> songs long plus two bonus ones, which are also fantastic. But we're this is the fucking ninth track on this album, and I know you have yeah. insomnia is your 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 twelve B. But dude, they are writing like catchy choruses, even hooch, twelve songs yeah. deep. That is, I agree. That's it's a solid, some solid pop punk there for sure. Like but there's not is, enough. That's unreal. There, See, the reason why I like Chuck more than this is because it's it's just it's pop punk all the way through with no, a little bit of one? like with, let me finish with with a little bit of metal, you know, sprinkled in throughout the songs. But with Chuck, it's just like if you're going to hit like I, I don't know, it's just I, I can't even I don't know what I'm how, how I'm trying to explain this. You're not you're Chuck not, just does you're not far off there. I don't like, think this is 100% yeah. pop punk. I think they do a couple songs here that have zero pop punk in them. But I think like at heart, this is a pop punk album that is incorporating metal, which yeah. Chuck is more like a metal album that is incorporating pop punk. Type but they of thing. just, but, but man, I, those I, fucking ballads, dude. I know I get it. How the you ballads explain those are ballads? How you explain those the ballads? ballads? The ballads are rough, but like I said on the <laughs> rankings episode, the, the rest of the song, the rest of the album makes up for those ballads. So it, it, does. it doesn't matter. And, and the rest of the songs on to me, the rest of the songs on Chuck overall are better songs because the way that they were able to blend the metal and the pop punk sensibilities, the melodies, the way that they were able to blend them in on that record are, is much better than what they were doing on. Does this look infected way better, way better. 
so many things about what you just said I don't like. The biggest thing is the fact that you, you're you consistent with the question mark at the end of your <laughs> sentence of, does this look infected? <laughs> that's that's the name of the record. I'm just so, so annoying that you're consistent in that. I don't, I don't. Uh... <laughs> what is that? Um... Oh, man. Okay, so so I, one, what is your favorite song on this one? And two is if if the Anna Nicole is is cute, um, or a con, a cunt, is a cunt. Is a if cunt. that is if that is in your top five bangers, then then I'm I'm done. We're just I'm gonna call it. Buckle up, baby boy. No, uh, Anna Nicole is is a cunt is my number eight. So okay, calm calm your tits. Calm right, your that's, tits, that's, boy. That that is my least favorite song on the album. That's stupid. Ugh, you're exhausting. Anyway, my number one is uh, still waiting. So I'm still waiting for this point stop hating. Can't find a good reason. Can't find up to believe. And then that ring out, that brain. Little drone out. Oh my god, dude, that intro is that little riff is fucking goofy. It's so goofy. Absolutely love it. Because it turns into this like rad like pop punk metal thing, right? Yeah, it's not metal this, pop this punk. Is, it's pop punk metal. This song could have been on Chuck. Like this had the like this is what this is the prototype to to the songs on Chuck for sure. Um, but yeah, just I normally I hate I really hate songs that start out with like a palm muted guitar and just the singer singing over it. I usually hate it, but it works in this song, and I cannot explain why. Maybe because that drop into the heavy part with that that really simple guitar lead too. That that lead guitar lead is so simple, but I I love it. And then the verse hits with hit, with him kind of yelling with that heavy ass riff that that Dave's thrown on. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's incredible. And just the 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 transitions, the just the ta- the floor tom hits into like different parts of the song. The drum rolls, the drum roll out of the bridge and in, back into the chorus. Oh my god, dude! It's perfect. It's it's absolutely perfect. And in, in, in songs hell. like this, songs like this, I like because that intro is very goofy and very cheesy. But that's the chorus. Like it starts mm-hmm. off with the chorus, so we're already starting off with the melody. It's it's objectively catchy. Like it's just it's easy to grab onto. That's just a, a basic fucking melody, whatever. But they build on it. They build on it. They drop it in with like a, just a cheesy kind of pop punk thing, like a throwaway whatever then it turns into like a good metally chuggy thing there's, there's heavy chugs there lots of open hi-hats too and like yeah like, and just like Derek being aggro the way yeah, he sings really is very like aggressive it's just and then when it goes back into the chorus when it goes back into the chorus it's a little bit more aggressive and so it's a better chorus than what we heard in the intro so I like that they're building on that and that's cool I do too I dig that and also, and I, just, I, like, kind I like, of, like like opening with choruses. Why not? I don't mind opening with choruses, but I it's it's the palm muted guitar with the vocals has always drives me insane. I've never liked it except for this song. It's one of the few exceptions where I feel like it works, but for the reasons that you mentioned. I also um, like and then I when like, that like, when like that bridge said, hits right? too, it's incredible. I, I I like I like Dave's lead parts. They're easy to follow, right? The the ding ding ding, yeah. whatever those things are. It's just kind of like two notes, ding ding ding. But he has a little slide action there to spice it up a little bit. He's not a great yeah. guitar player, but he's a good. No, he's a pretty good. He's a pretty damn good guitar player. He's a. He good, just doesn't really show it in the band. 
but he's not a great guitar player because I disagree with you. No, I'm no hold on there, dude. Because I did watch oh. hold on there, dude. A little Will Sasso oh, there. It's true, dude. <laughs> we'll keep it in Canada kayfabe there. Hold on there, dude. Because <laughs> I did watch Canada I did, kayfabe. <laughs> little, little, little little CK, little Canada kayfabe. <laughs> Oh, so dumb. <laughs> I, I did I didn't watch like a lot of like live stuff from the beginning to the end and the end being now because who knows this record will come out. They say it will, but I don't know. Um he's not mm-hmm. a great guitar player, but he's really, really good. But I don't know if I call him great. I really don't. Okay, he's not like Ingve Malmsteen or fucking Eddie Van Halen. I get it. I well those are those are those are great guitar players. Those are historic guitar players. Those are S tier. I think I think Dave is like B tier. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Still that's a fucking sick great guitar player. I mean, Beats is like fucking sixteen tiers above me. So you know what I mean? I, I know it's way better than us. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do I know? I, I don't know. <laughs> but then, like, also, like, this is a proper uh, pop punk breakdown. It is everything a hardcore or even like metalcore breakdown should have, but it's pop punked out. I think, like, yeah, at their kind of chaotic too. At their best, these guys do. Like the quote unquote pop punk goes, this is pop punk goes breakdowns. Like it is fucking perfect. Yeah, I would say so. And, and still waiting for my lo- 4B, this is a perfect pop punk goes breakdown. How is this so low? Wow. That is just, that's straight up silly boy talk right there. Four, dude, 4B? This is Elite Four. This is Final Four. I don't, it should be your, your number one. No, no, no. It should. I also, just the, also the simplicity of the transition. The transitions in the bridge too, just the the single snare hit, and then it drops into it. I fucking I love it. It's so simple, so fucking simple. And then he finishes it off with the drum roll out of the bridge into that chorus. Stevo, Stevo, I honestly he's a really underrated drummer, and it's a shame he doesn't get more recognition because everything he does from half hour until Chuck is fucking fantastic. His fills are insane. I mean, and that, that's why he's one of the fill the the fill-ins for the Vandals when Josh was away. Because he's an incredible fucking drummer. Here, um, he's, here, he's totally underrated. Here's what I think about Stevo. I don't think he's like a great drummer, but I think he is fantastic at making the song sound better by playing. Yeah, he's the a drums. good songwriter. Yeah, he's a good songwriter because he knows how drummer. to make these metal songs sound more metal, even though he's not really doing much except just like sticking to the basic formula that is so hard for other drummers to do because they want to just be their own thing yeah i don't know they, he's, he's just a very basic drummer but he just fucking knows how to play to the song and knows how to make everybody else sound fantastic and he's okay which is being just being the drummer and like because of that i, I love i love him. i think I he's a little bit record. better i think you're i think you're, you're being a little too hard on the guy i he's think not, he's not he, that great like he wants like live stuff he is he, a like, good drummer that he is he his, he's not like fucking, you know, Joey Jordison fucking kind of crazy good like that. He's a, he's a solid drummer with great fucking fills, a great songwriter on top of that when it comes to the drums. Like kind of like Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl is an amazing drummer. Technically speaking, he's good. He's wonderful, but it's his songwriting capabilities and I would kind of I would kind of equate Steve-O to Dave Grohl in that sense. They have great parts. They write great parts on their drums. But like the difference obviously there is you take you take all yeah, of the I mean, music out except for the drums and like do you know that's Dave Verrill? Like, yeah, you could tell though. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff yeah, that he's done. Course. For sure. Do you know that Steve O? No. But it's 
No. What I'm saying is it's kind of in that same vein. I'm not saying he's as good as Dave Grohl because he's not. That's silly. That's just silly. But it's kind of it's the same idea. He's 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 good. He's good in the band. He's good. He's good. He's good. Matt, he's nice. good. All right. He's so good. what do you have lyrically on Still Waiting? I also want to say that there was a video that Derek broke down this song. Mm-hmm. And like watching that video, like like it was on it was on the Genius uh, site. Did you watch that video? I didn't watch it. No, dude, it was just like Derek was breaking down like the 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 actual recording part of it, and it showed a picture of the computer with all the tracks. And oh mm-hmm. my god, dude, there were so many fucking tracks. The chorus alone has eight different <laughs> vocal tracks. Oh my and, god. And like maybe that's why I kind of like I pegged it down a little bit because he was going through and he's like, oh yeah, in this part there was like three tracks just for the pick slide, and he was like really kind of oh proud God. of it, and and it kind of was just like, dude, like come on, man, that's just that's 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 dumb. a little bit lame. That's yeah. dumb. You guys are like, I get way it. too you're way too young for that. You're way too <laughs> new for that. I mean, I get layering it. It it can really help a song. It can really add to a song, but. That's for this kind of band and this kind of song. I don't know. I wonder what it would have sounded like had they only done a couple, a few, a few guitar tracks and vocal tracks and things like that. I wonder how much different it would have sounded. Yeah, this this chorus has eight different vocal tracks alone. That's, well, I get. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, there are a lot of harms going on in that chorus. Then do four, do four vocal tracks <laughs> because you can see you can see like Dave like hitting those arms those. Wee- Whatever the fuck that is, but they, they, yeah. they, they, they do four. I mean, fucking eight four. Come on, let the Come kids on. play. Come on. Come on. Come on, Jason. Let uh, the kids yeah. play. So yeah, lyrics. What what do you have on this one? Um, inspired by the like the seemingly crumbling of the world post nine eleven. That's what I think this is about. Yeah. The corruption, what goes on in the world, how the hopelessness he feels, which a lot of people felt post nine eleven and all that kind of shit, going to war, all that fun stuff. So that's what, yeah, I agree with you. That's that's what it's about. Um, and then just touching upon the video once again, the video is just, it's so silly, it's so stupid. The giant sign behind them that says the sums, um, it's just perfect. It's perfect. The Will Sasso introduction is perfect and then on that that dvd i mentioned there's um i think on, it's on youtube as well but there's all the outtakes from the will sasso part too so there's like a bunch of other things that he said nothing was qu- nothing hit quite as hard as what's in the actual video but there's some funny stuff in there too so um go check that out on youtube this is funny i mean stuff. this is also kind of like besides underclass hero which i i i think it's just even like a joke album this is like the last time they were really like pop punk, this is it. I would agree. It's done. Yeah. Where it felt like it was real, it wasn't derivative. Derivative. Right? That's a good word, right? For that album, like that's a good word. It really was, yeah. man. Absolutely. Okay, so your number one was "Thanks for Nothing." What is uh-huh. your uh, what's your two be? Well, I said my one and two were back to back. So, what do you think my two is? I don't remember. Well, my one was thanks for nothing. My two is Mr. Amsterdam. Really? Mm-hmm. Man, you were just you're something. That's my that's my seven B. I am something, Mr. Come on. First of all, this intro, fucking dumb as fuck, but so good, right? 
like the weird kind of like pacing, the the, mm-hmm. the the stop thing that makes it think like the song is broken or maybe like the track got skipped. It's so unnecessary. It's so dumb, but I love it. It is. But dude, when this then song kicks in, punk ooh, thing, that ooh, baby boy, baby. Also, boy. A, a lot of uh, something we haven't we haven't talked about, but yeah, but there are a lot of songs on this particular record that remind me so much of Noodles' guitar playing. Yeah, it's a lot of the lead stuff, the the faster like you know, um, a lot of power chords, like thrashier stuff, one. power chords. Yeah, it's very yep. offspring thrash, for sure. And this Not one, that this it's a one's, bad thing, but. this one's cool because like like those quick guitar riffs are rad, and then like we hear screaming, and and who's screaming? All signs point to Derek Wibley, because the song was written only by him according to like the liner notes and everything, and the liner notes yeah. don't list anybody else. As like the person that's screaming, but these screams are super solid. But like we know, you like heard Steve him, O can scream. Have you heard him um, after Chester from Lincoln Park died? Did you did you see that video when Derek sang a Lincoln Park song with them? No, what song did he sing? He uh, sang, um, uh, what was it? He sang, uh, oh, the one um, giving up. That really that screaming one. You know where where Chester sings has that really long scream, getting up inside, getting no. up like that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it's a song off of the Hunters Party that 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 oh, no. more rock record. Nah, you would know the song. You would know that riff for Wait. sure. You would know it. But anyway, they did a cover of that, and dude, Derek Wibley nailed the scream. Like I, that scream that Chester does in that bridge is fucking crazy. It's it's fucking long. He screams for a long time. Like, that holds that note for a really long time. So Derek and can Derek scream. Derek nailed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Derek can scream. He sounds kind of like Chester, too. It's weird. But go check out that video. Yeah. Okay. I think, it's giving, little, I think the song is called Giving Up. He has a little rasp to his voice. He has a little, like, a uh, gritty, like, guttural thing, kind of like in like that lower end. Yeah, he does. But I don't, like, I don't know. I, I guess I just never listened to him scream or, or yell. Because even like the like the painful pleasure stuff, it's always Steve-O. Yeah, he's the one who screams, and he does like the high pitched scream. Yeah, that, <laughs> the, that the Bruce whale. Dickinson scream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so dumb. R- Rob Love Halford it. Scream. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, yeah, that's a better better comparison. Boring. But uh, yeah, the, the verse the verse in Mr. Amster- the verses in Mr. Amsterdam are solid too. That really thrashy kind of riff, fucking solid. It drops into the chorus, and and the chorus itself is wild. I mean. Like you were saying, it's it it starts out with that pop punk thing, then briefly drops into that really heavy riff with the screaming, and then the bridge. The bridge to me is the highlight of this song. Absolutely, because this is like their homage to Metallica, from like and Justice for All, like that era of Metallica. The way that Steve-O is playing the drums, it's very Lars during that during that album, that album that album cycle, and uh, and just the riffage and everything is very very. Metallica of like late eighties. Yeah, this so dude. The song's perfect. It's that ending part that elevates us mm-hmm. to a beyond banger. Like it's it is unreal, and and again, I I've I've not listened to metal music that long because it's annoying, and I still think a lot of parts of it are annoying. But um, I listened to a lot of Judas Priest and Iron Maiden in the past five years, and and damn, dude, there it's here. This is it. Like these guys, these guys grew up listening to that music, 
And don't forget, like early two thousands, this is when like metalcore music is really coming in, into form, right? True. Like all these like big metalcore acts are dropping into their own and, and incorporating like like thrash and hardcore punk and and doing like metal stuff. And not these guys. These guys just fuck it. Even though Asley Dying just dropped like an album and what like their first album was like two thousand ish, two thousand one maybe. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Really These guys are like, nah, we're going to kick it back to like 80s metal music and do like the, the, the super harms, the dueling guitars. And it fucking shows, man. It, it it fucking shows. And that's why that's why this album is so important. It's so iconic. It's so great. It's because it's not following like, the trends. And it's just still keeping pop punk alive, but also, also digging a little bit deeper. A little mm-hmm. bit deeper than like yeah. New Found Glory ever did. And New Found Glory, like, Got into the heavier stuff very often, but not like this. Not like this. Not, no, like not even this. close. Not even close. And, and they the could heavier stuff if that they, they wanted to. They could. The heavier stuff that Newfound Glory dropped into was more metalcore. Was more hardcore. It wasn't. It wasn't like eighties thrash metal or anything like that. I mean, look at the international. What is this? International superheroes of hardcore. Yeah. That the side project band of them. Their hardcore band. I mean, that was that was a straight up fucking awesome hardcore record. But there wasn't metal. It wasn't this kind of metal, so it's. I don't think that's a fair comparison. And the heaviness, yes, but not the style. That no, I, I don't think it's a style at all. I, I think these. I think that, that's what I'm saying. That that's why this record is so important, is because this is this is not the birth of metalcore, but this is when like the world is really looking at metalcore and saying, "Oh, metalcore is selling albums. This is something that is as uh, we should be recognizing." And these guys could have done that, and these breakdowns could have been metalcore. But they weren't. These were eighties style, like just metal music. Iron Maiden and Judas Priest are the two biggest mm-hmm. one that comes to mind. And Judas Priest with the dueling guitars. Even though I really I really just don't like fucking Judas Priest at all. I just don't. <laughs> but I do recognize like the the, the dueling guitars in the metal. That's like the first. Like Judas yeah. Priest did that shit. Like they nobody else was it. doing that. They did that. it well. Thin Lizzy did it, but that was like rock. And that was a little bit later, it's a little bit same. after, same time. Um, but then like Iron Maiden dude like a lot of the stuff like Bruce Dickinson was doing they're doing here yep and it sounds the same and they're incorporating <laughs> pop punk into it like god damn man it's good it's good man it is very good. good so what do you have lyrically on this one I don't know what song we're doing oh Mr. Amsterdam it sounds like a guy it sounds like a guy who hates the world or thinks like the world's going to shit and this is like giving up hope yeah that's it it's another song about his hopelessness because of the world around him the shitty world around him but it, and then i think i feel like this is one of the only times on the record where it feels like he's talking he has like suicidal ideations like he's he's hinting at at doing the deed um which yeah you just don't see really on this record this is the only this is the closest you get to that is mr amsterdam so and, and i think on it i mean most of this shit is autobiographical I mean, yeah. it has to be. Too, it's too vulnerable not to be. So, I don't know. Do we have anything else on Mystery Amsterdam? That's it. That's all. All right. My number two is uh, My Direction. <laughs> Where's this one sit for you? 5B, baby. 5B. Okay. So, this one this one has a has some some good influences. You know, it has, it has the Green Day swing. I like to call it the Green Day swing. Chicka chickas in the chorus really good stuff there's some good like um 
uh, Jimmy World kind of back and forth with the guitars that I really like, like in the bridge specifically. Some good back and forth stuff here. Uh, and overall, the bridge is like very Nimrod Green Day, which is, you know, the swingiest era of uh, of that band. And uh, I do like how the, the whole song just drops in pretty hard. That chorus, like I said, the Green Day swing, and then the verse speeds up like significantly. Um, and I love the note matching. This is like the only time where Cone actually kind of shines. He does this like note matching with uh, Derek's vocals. And that was that was so cool. It's like, dude, that just that little thing right there adds so much to the song. Why don't you do shit like that more? Like it sounded so. Do you do you you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was it's so fucking good. Yeah, that was after because like the first the first part of the first verse is is, is him like speaking. He's just he's spitting yeah. facts, right? And like the yeah, last it's like a spoken part, spoken word shit. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets back into the perfection is my direction thing. And then, but then like second verse is when I think, what are you talking about, right? Like when, Well, when, no, when no, he does it in both. He does it in both verses. He does it in both verses. It's not maybe, just one of them. Maybe he's really noticed it in the second verse because the first verse is so overpowering with the suicide thing. And when you hear like teenage yeah. suicide and percentages in North America, we always forget that Canada is part of North America too. But well, That's true. Who cares? Really? Shouldn't be, but yeah, no, it shouldn't. Kidding. Honestly, it shouldn't. <laughs> oh damn, dude! I saw something. So I I was watching something on YouTube or something yesterday about the Vancouver Grizzlies and how they and the Toronto Raptors were like set up to fail when they were introduced into the NBA. But it was like all intentional, and it's like it was like a really kind of fucked up story, and and how quickly Vancouver the Grizzlies moved from Vancouver to Memphis, yeah. and how it was all kind of planned had no fucking idea about that. But it was all intentional to make them fail. I never knew that like like the Vancouver Grizzlies like were destined to fail. I just thought that they just lost a bunch of fucking money. But the Toronto Raptors they were like they still are. They they they're not bad. They're not a bad team. No. They're not. But I, I guess it was because of where Vancouver was located too. Because and what they what surrounded Vancouver. I mean it was, you know, the 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 Supersonics and then just south of that were the Lakers. You know, it's just they were kind of like in a shitty, a shitty geographically. They were in a shitty area. Dude, Vancouver's that mixed fucking with like, nice. But also, but they said the big thing was the uh, the exchange rate between the American dollar and the Canadian dollar was so bad that pretty much everything like doubled or tripled in price when you went to Canada. So like the salaries were way smaller. So nobody wanted to go to Vancouver or go to Canada or anything like that. It was it's fucking crazy, totally crazy. I mean, I've I've been to Vancouver twice when I lived in Portland, and Vancouver I I thought is like it's like Los Angeles, but it's, it's super fucking nice. It's super fucking <laughs> clean, and like I don't know, you're right in the water, like it's, it's yeah. a beach city, but it's fucking cold as hell. It's cold. It's cold. It's cold. Yeah, but damn, that's a nice but, city. <clears throat> I've always wanted to go. I've never even been to Canada. Never been. Never been, been to Mexico. You've been to Mexico? Never been to Mexico, no. The no. fuck? Isn't that fucking crazy? But whatever. All right. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, my direction. Um, what do you have lyrically on this one? I, I will say that that fucking chorus, dude, that chorus is absolutely Green Day sounding. That is Right? Yes. Dude, Green Day swing, like, baby. Like fucking, I don't know. That, 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 that's a Green Day chorus if I've ever heard one. And I've heard them. Yeah. I've heard demos. You've heard a lot of them, yeah. I've heard demos. Um, lyrically, the song is really just about bringing awareness to teenage suicide. 
and that's yeah like what they say in the beginning right in the in the first verse he speaks it even to make sure you get the point yeah and he and outside of that you know it's kind of him saying how people who are really depressed like this they put on they put on a mask they put on a on a face showing people oh you know you know i'm i'm fine i'm doing okay but deep down they're just they want to kill themselves so i think that's also part of the lyrics too and it's um yeah i mean, i i was i was trying to like get more deep on the on that topic but it's just like post post quarantine post pandemic post covid it's like dude <laughs> kids are fucked man yeah i know <laughs> kids have no chance kids have no fucking chance it's fucking oh, I hate to have kids fuck <laughs> shit <laughs> anyway oh, that's good that's good moving on moving on what do you got for your uh 3b third three b what am i three b oh 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 i know it's oh. not still waiting because you're stupid but what is it why do i not have a three b i have two four b's that's mm, why that's why okay so my two four b's are still waiting in the hell song <laughs> so I, I guess i could choose one of those to be one of my three b's i'll well, choose the hell three b's you're still waiting no that no no yeah. Still waiting to 3B Hell Song is 4. So let's get into the Hell Song. Yeah. I mean that's like my okay. Obviously opening up this album with that riff that's cool. It's not quite as catchy as Fat Lip, right? But it's still great. Yeah. It's still kind of showing us like hey, this is the band that we used to be, but this 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 riff isn't quite just like a like a like a major scale. It's not goofy. It's a little bit deeper, a little more complex. Not that much more, but a little bit. But I like how Derek sings over the riff too. And like the transition in the chorus, mm, I love that shit. Oh, I love it. The the very blink pop punk riff. It's good. It's a good a good way to start out the record. Well, actually, the whole record starts out with him hawking the loogie, spitting <laughs> it. Yeah, and then and then the the riff kicks in with the drums. Um, so this did not hit me until today, but go back and listen to the chorus of of the Hell Song. And then go listen to the chorus of How You Remind Me by Nickelback. They're very, very similar. Ew. Very similar chorus, melody-wise. Hellsong is a little bit faster in tempo, obviously, but the melodies are very, very similar, and that made me mad. Hellsong I did not sounds like, like Nickelback's... Which one? How, how You Remind Me. How You... And, and specifically, what part? The chorus. The choruses. The chorus in okay. and how you remind me in the chorus in the hell song are very similar. All right, to my notes. It's yeah, it's tempo it's wise, it's different, obviously, but yeah, the melodies okay. are are pretty similar, and that that made me mad because I was because I was singing along to hell song today, and then I started singing how you remind me the chorus and that, and then then it then it dawned on me and I got mad. So, um, I, I don't what, back what part do you like the the part in the part of me wanna agree. I can't I can't even try to explain it. That song's catchy as fuck, man. That's a catchy fucking song. I know it is. And it gets stuck in your head too. Oh, it's so annoying. Fuck those people, man. That that's a catchy song. Alright. So this song. Uh, also in the verses in the Hell Song, uh, it's just the big palm muted chugging verses. Uh, verses I really do like that part. Um, but really, in in the context of of 
like what they normally do. It's a pretty sub subdued song. Like there's no, there's no like peaks and valleys. It's just, it's just kind of, I don't want to say monotone, but it, there's nothing, there's no build to the song really at all. But it does everything. It has it does everything, everything, but it doesn't it's a thesis statement. It's a perfect thesis statement for the album, right? It is, yeah. Dude, Darius got aggro vocals, like Steve-O's like slaying away at the fucking drums, and he does a lot of that cool like like open hi hat thing, where he's kind of just keeping the beat, but then hitting those like open hi hats to to I don't know drive that like metal sound forward, and it's got a great solo. It's cute, and even has some like layering to it to mimic like the Judas Priest boys. Yeah, some dueling guitar parts. Too. Yeah, but it's super fucking quick good. because you know they're, they're not really that great at it, but they don't need to be that great at it because there's a bunch of kids like fucking showing us that they like Judas Priest, and that's cool. Exactly, exactly. Like, like dude, Dave has some really like cool descending scales in the chorus parts too. That like that stuff. He's doing it as a lead part. I don't know, and like the ending part. The ending's just a ton of different styles. Yeah, it is. Tons of different stuffs going on. It's cool. God, that chorus though. That chorus is, it's so catchy and it's like so, it's so kind of big. It has this very soaring sound to it. It's because the, the, the chorus is the like world, three parts. It's, it's the part of you want to agree with it for sure. And then suddenly, suddenly that's the second part. And then it's the last part. And then it's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Rabble, 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 So the hell song, this also had a video. Um, the video is goofy. It's stupid. It's just, them essentially playing with dolls. Yeah. Um, there's some corn dolls in there as well. There's little corn action figure dolls. Yep. Um, all kinds of shit. NSYNC dolls. And um, yeah, it's just silly. It's fun. It's so amateur, but it, it has charm. It really does have charm. This and a little really tech is, deck. This tech really deck is jumps one of their best videos. Yeah. Straight up. For how because DIY it's so it is. so fucking stupid. It's so <laughs> it beyond really stupid. And this is a band that just made a fucking ton of money. They have a ton of fans, and they did this. They're like taping cigarettes and shit to like action figures. Like it's, <laughs> it's, ah, oh, dude, this is a good video. I love this video. And they're recording with just like a normal like fucking camera, like a camcorder. It's a skate Not video. Even, nothing professional. This is a fucking yeah. skate video. Yeah, it is. And you can see strings on everything when they're when they're making the the skateboarders like fuck around and stuff. Like it's. <laughs> yeah, this is a good video. I love this video. It's a really good video. Not as good as Still Waiting, but it's up there for one of their better I, videos. I sure. I think I think this may this is top three like their best videos. Top it two. is top three, yeah. It's top three. Yeah. It's Still Waiting. We're all to blame and and Hell Song. I don't I don't know right why there. like still the Still Waiting video is, is so it's just because of the the one part like I don't. Like the Wilson. I just think the video in general is really funny. Like the stupid little mannerisms that they have. They're just the mocking of of bands like the Strokes and the Hives. Is just they they fucking nail it. Especially Stevo. The way he's playing the drums is very like much like how the Hives have that kind of that like jerky proper, movement. He's, yeah, he's very the proper. proper his back is up straight and and he's yeah. kind of flailing around, but he looks super bored on the drums. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's a I think it's just a really well made video and it's funny. So Okay. That's okay. It's good. It's good stuff, man. You think wrong. Um, Pain for Pleasure. Actually the video for Pain for Pleasure isn't that great. It's just the song's so good. But and the video is, is very much as if you and if you imagine like what the video would look like for a joke band called Pain for Pleasure singing a song like <laughs> that, the video is exactly yeah. what you imagine. That's true. It's great. It's solid. But it, you know, it's nothing like 
and it's obviously an afterthought to them doing the fat lib video because it's the same people everything same set are those real so like because you you mentioned corns in the 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 hell song video um Mm -hmm. are those real action figures of corn yeah yeah they came out in the late 90s early late 90s yeah because they have big hands right like i'm thinking back aren't they like big hands on the fucking corn yeah big hands and like really like elongated faces and shit yeah, there was a whole corn. There was a corn series of all do the members. Have, do you have any of those? No, I did not figures? have them. No, I did not. I thought they were stupid then, and they're still stupid to this day. <laughs> so I never got them. But no, they were real. They were real. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> oh shit! Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, um, the Hell awesome. song. I don't know. I don't know. Is that all we got on this on this song? Or do you want to talk about the lyrics? Like the only fucking oh, yeah, track on this yeah, entire album that like like actually has oh, yeah, some this is like yeah heavy ass lyrics. You want to skip over it? We want to do? no no no. I forgot we didn't do the lyrics. So yeah, what do you got? Okay, the lyrics are about a friend of theirs who contracted HIV, and yes. and the songs just kind of like the general feeling surrounding their own mortality and their own kind of like dealing with growing up things, but still as kids. And Derek said, supposedly, in an uh, article that I read that was copy and pasted from another article that was copy and pasted from another article, Derek had said that the girl didn't even sleep around that much. It was a girl, supposedly. Yeah. She didn't even sleep around that much, but she had a boyfriend that did sleep around and cheat on her all the fucking time, and that's how she contracted HIV. And like, that's, Damn, if that that's is true, fucked. that is some brutal fucking shit, dude. Yeah. That's, that's really, some, really That's some brutal. raunchy, nasty stuff, and... And it's kind of, it's interesting because we got into All Killer No Feeler at some point in our history here. And I don't remember the lyrics on that one that much, but to open this song with the Hell song, and again, I think it's a great musical thesis statement for what's going to happen on this album, but also mm-hmm. like already jumping into these more complex, pop punky, deeper roles as a lyricist, I think is, uh, I think it's solid. It's good. I agree with you. It's it's such a everything about this album is such a huge jump from All Killer and and I read something today about All Killer that that Derek had said saying like looking back he said he doesn't even really like that record it was more he and he's still so shocked that people love it as much as they do because he thinks that it's just it's not very good and that he would redo that he would actually redo that record which is just mind blowing but then it makes sense you know after yeah, you after hear really does this look infected and then Chuck shit. I mean it makes sense it's such a such a huge jump into this lyrically musically everything I think but I mean that'll be into my my my, my record wrap up later on but alright okay moving, moving on moving on what's uh oh you know I didn't do I didn't do my 3B what's 3B no brains. No brains. No brains. No brains. Sounds like a, like an offspring song. I no know. breaks. So that's the way I'm trying to like sing it. Um, and I'll talk about offspring in this song too. So the chorus in No Brains, it has this like fast and big sound to it with those harms that sound just like something off of Conspiracy of One. Like even even like that little thrashy riff too that lead that's leading out of the chorus is very fucking noodles too. Everything about the chorus is fucking offspring off of conspiracy of one. So yeah, I, don't I know. agree. I, <laughs> I, I totally agree. There's a, there's a lot of that here, man. These guys just like, 
I, I don't they know if it's like so a much. Canadian thing. <laughs> just, just like a little bit behind on the times, but like, damn, dude, these guys like are like five years behind on everything when they're putting out <laughs> these albums. Luckily, it's amazing. And yeah, luckily, luckily it's really good. Luckily, they're they're hitting that 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 middle ground of you're lagging behind, but also you're also being nostalgic. I think that's mm-hmm. why. Damn, I just thought of that right now. That's kind of like gross to me. Is this band is just lagging behind the pop punk era, but also because they're so nostalgic on like the metal thing, it just work. It happened to work out. Yeah, that's, like what other what other pop punk band true. like is is doing Judas Priest with pop punk? Nobody, I mean nobody pop like popular. Interesting. This band sold so many fucking records. I think it was something like over fifteen million records. Yeah, it's fucking nuts for this little band. But I mean, they, they sold enough to to have you know addictions and, and personal problems. I guess so. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, th- some there's some good guitar parts on this song too. Like some great guitar leads in the chorus to go along with the thrashy noodle stuff. I mean. There's some good stuff there. The guitar solo is fucking solid too. It gets really wonky at one point, and then it drops into that like solid palm muted part, and then some back and forth vocal harms, which is really really solid too. And then that builds very very slowly back into the chorus, and just the drum fills are just they're absolutely killer all over the song. Steve-O kills it on the drums. Here, here's where I I agree with like your Metallica um, stuffs because overall I think this band. Not just because they say it in Fat Lip, but I think this band is 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 overall influenced by Judas Priest the most, and mm-hmm. then like Iron Maiden and then Metallica. But Dave's like Dave's right hand, the way he chugs, the way he like riffs up those those power chords. Yeah, dude, he has a like, good right hand. That's like that's like Hetfield status. Yeah, like he's like Definitely. the pop punker of he, he's he's like the pop punk Hetfield is what he is. That's I would agree with you on that. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Because it's like, the down, it's the downstrokes. I mean, he's yeah. good with the downstrokes. Yeah, because I was gonna say like like Noodles and Fletcher have the speed, but they don't have the downstrokes. Yeah, and, and like Noodles yeah. for sure has like the left hand that just goes up and fucking down that. Yeah, neck. I know it's all over the place. Might as well be soloing. Yeah, for sure, soloing with power chords is, is what Noodles does best. <laughs> but like, man, Dave, dude, Dave hits those 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 power chords, and he can chug. He can swing. He can do it all. He, yeah, he's he a is, great guitar player. He is the headfield of, of pop punk. Great guitar player. No brains. Yeah, from, no brains. So what do you have lyrically on this one? This is supposedly about their OG singer and like yeah. the falling out they had with, with that one, which is funny. 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 What's that from? Hold on. Oh. I have no idea what that's from. Oh, from Boondock Saints. When Rocco's... Uh, Shooting one of those guys, remember? Uh, 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 he's saying funny, funny man. Fuck, no, man. I don't remember that. Yeah, I almost Boondock watched Boondock Saints. Saints a couple of nights ago. It was a streaming somewhere, but I decided not to. You know, I don't even just real quick. I don't even care like how how like frat boy people like want to like pigeonhole Boondock Saints into. It's a fun movie. It is fun. Yeah, totally. it's a fun fucking movie. The, the writing I think is is perfect for that movie. The music yeah. matches. I think everything about it is, is is great. Don't care. I agree. I agree. But anyway, I, this is about, so like it's funny because their manager that that they became you know very intertwined with and became like a long term manager for them. He was the one that like highly encouraged the band to restructure and move Derek Wibley 
from guitarist to like lead singer, which caused their original singer to kind of like feel that he's not a part of the band and be cast outward. Mm-hmm. And so Makes it's sense. almost like, I don't know, man, like you start a band with your boys, right? And then you have this, this outside force come in and say, yeah, that was great. Um, but you playing guitar, you should sing because that guy is not that great. And then get mad at that guy for being mad at you. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. Kind of, kind of pretty douchey. That's that's a little bitch. That's a little yeah. bitch. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta you gotta play cutthroat, you know, to get to the top. So, friend of the pod, Chris would say, gotta play cutthroat. <laughs> anyway, that's true. Not not skip. Not not Chris over in uh, uh, merry old England, but local friend of the pod. You know that Chris fucking is a flight attendant now? Completely off topic, but I thought he was like a firefighter or something. No, he was a teacher. He was a oh, teacher, teacher for a couple of years. Right. And then he, he now he's a flight attendant and he moved up to Alaska. Oh, Fuckers so living sick. in Alaska. That's Isn't that cool. sick? Yeah. That's where we should but, go visit. Oh, that'd be so fucking That rad. would be so cool. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Alaska. Me too. I've always wanted to go there. But anyway. We'll Damn. talk about that later. <laughs> Off the pod. That would be cool. Um, so do we have anything else on uh, on the song, No Brains? No, no that's brains. it. That's it. That's all. We've we've covered a lot of these songs, but I feel like we haven't been talking for that long. Right? I, I don't honestly I don't know what it is either. Like like I don't know. Sometimes like with these bands we, we get really fanboy. We do, yeah. Like we have covered a lot of these songs and, and I don't know. I it, it does feel like we're like kind of like wrapping it up here. Because we haven't done okay, we haven't done two, three, four, five, six. six well, we've done half the record. We've done half the record. But it, it let, does. It does feel like the natural progression to wrap it up. It does, right? And and it's. It, I think we've only been going for an hour, maybe. I think we just hit an hour, but if it's a short episode, whatever. Who cares? If it's a short episode, it's whatever. You know? I will say one thing. Um, all messed up. My nine B. That mm-hmm. intro, dude. That's bulls and octane. Like bullets and octane, right? That or the fuck. Yeah, I know what. Like it sounds like. Um, what song is that? Oh, it's uh, oh my god, what is that? Not holding on. It's track. It's track six. But what is that fucking on the revelry? Yeah, on the revelry. Yeah, it's track six. But I can't even think of the name of it right now. But you're right. It totally sounds like that. Damn it! What the hell is that song? Whatever. Anyway, it's you know, I, I, totally, I, 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 I just looked. Is it, it holding on? Yeah, it's holding on. Okay, I was thinking of the other song. And it comes in with the whole roll. Like the but it, it does sound like song. that. It does sound like that. Well, they they stole it from uh, from Bullets, even though the song came out before uh, before the revelry. So anyway, uh, all messed up. I, that's a good one. The It's kind of kind of a weird little wonky riff that he does but the verse hits a little bit faster cone's bass you, bass line he kind of shines a little bit on this song too which is kind of nice one of the few moments that that cone you know is audible i guess is the best way to put it you know but i think I busy think, ass drums too just because I'm, I'm completely uninterested in the music anymore i i think the reason why <laughs> this is, is going <laughs> i think i think the reason why this is going um, into the Rucka wrap up is because the band, the band has history, but it's just not like interesting history. It's just like normal. 
like chuddy history. You know what I mean? Chuddy history. And you know what it might be too is that nobody in the band shines in particular. They're a great band as a whole, but you can't take one single member out and then and then just, you know, fawn over them. Like you can with the offspring. Like we could talk about noodles all day. Oh, because he's day. such a unique such a Dexter. unique Yeah, and Dexter too, you know. But some forty one don't have that yeah, unique that's true. that unique thing about them. They're great as a whole, but otherwise there's nothing unique about them. Damn. That's that goes true. the the Rucker wrap up, I guess, right? I'm doing it right now. You ready? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. What do you got? That Oh no, no, wait, wait. Oh. For artwork. I love the artwork. I love this artwork. Love, love the love the colors on it. Um it's Steve O and zombie makeup. You know, kind of pointing at his head. Perfect for the title. Does this look infected? Uh, just that's perfect. And then they put out an EP after this. Um, does this and it's called Does This Look Infected Too? And um, and it's actually Derek's face in zombie makeup. So I, I kind of like how they kept up with the theme. Um, but it's cool, yeah. Color wise, everything the, our vinyl that we have because I think we have the same the same variant. Yeah, same cover and everything. It's like the the um, what not the hologram the like. What uh, the foil the, the foil, foil. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah the foil the foil cover that's really cool but i mean honestly though this pressing and the my chuck pressing kind of weak sound it's, it's a little flat it's a little flat yeah, a little flat a little flat you know the first great, one this is ever pressed on vinyl was 2013 by src vinyl and the src edition comes with rain and pain and the the world war seven uh parts one and whatever it is yeah which but is a, like, which are great B sides, great metal yes, B sides. Like really like rain and pain. Like you gotta have fucking rain and pain on there. Yeah. And so that, that, that World War the World War Seven song is like almost six minutes long. Yeah. It's a fucking banger, dude. It's Absolutely. a great like I what I've never understood about Steve O is that why has he never started a true metal band? Like him and Dave in as a metal band would be just fucking Slay. Slay. Would fucking be awesome. have you listened to Dave's other band? The metal band he made after uh, Sum Forty One, after he left mm-hmm. Sum Forty One, I don't think so. It's 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 a little underwhelming. I'll just say that oh. a little underwhelming. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. But yeah, no, honestly, if Steve O and Dave had a side band, dude, it'd be fucking killer. It'd be so good. I don't know. I, I think know, like Jerry. I don't know. I, I I I think I think Dave and Steve like. I don't, they're 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 metal kids at heart, but they like playing pop punk, and so they're this will go into this this is going into my record wrap up. Are we ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, I, I think Steve. I think Steve, because it's Dave and Steve. Steve, that'd be a cool name for, for for like a duo. Steve, Steve and Dave. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> oh my god, that's good, Steve. Hello, Steve. Steve. Hello, Steve. <laughs> Fucking idiot Britlanders. They don't know anything. I know everything. So <laughs> well, that that last accent was more Australian than any like terrible Australian. Was it? I, I was going, for, like, more, I was going for Dave. I was going for a more, that was more Australian. A more New Zealand thing. So maybe you Oh just bullshit. Don't. Like you maybe you don't know your between, accents. Okay. You clearly don't know your accents. I do. Here. You don't. Hello, yeah. Steve. Okay. Hello, yeah, Steve. It's, it's, it's New Zealand. Come on. Um God, fucking Kiwis over there. there. What? I I I I I I I I think I, that Steve and Dave are really really great I, musicians because they're like jam musicians 
and I, I like and not like I play like a lot of instruments and with a lot of people, but I like playing with people that just like to jam to a lot of different varieties of music. And because these guys like like Stave, they Stave. know they know pop punk, which also means they know punk, they know hardcore punk, they know all this other stuff. But they know metal, and they know metal because they know like classic metal. They know like Sabbath all the way to like Judas Priest, all the way to like metalcore stuffs. This album like does it all, and it's not. It's not like the greatest like pop punk record of all time, and it's. I mean, obviously, it's not like their most metal album of that they've ever done. But it's just, it's keeping it alive, and I think that's what really, that's what really gets it for me, is is in the early two thousands, especially from Southern California. It's just like, oh my god, dude! I have to hear all these fucking terrible metalcore bands that Tyler pretends are great, and like, <laughs> fuck off, dude! You guys just sound like garbage, and it's all the same. But then, like, uh, some forty one comes out, and like, does look infected drops, and it's like two thousand two, same year as the World Champion and Adam Angels, and they're coming out with an album that is metal. It's not metalcore. It's not thrash. It's not fucking nineties. It's like stupid 80s metal that I hate, that I can't stand. I don't like but Judas do Priest well. like at all. And I don't like I don't like the first four albums by Iron Maiden. And even then, I just have to I have to tune I have to tune the vocals out. But god damn, dude, these guys do it. They do it well. They make me want to listen to more like English heavy metal. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing because nobody else did this. And yes, like we love Blink and we're fanboys and like Green Day did something. But what did they really do? What did Green Day really do? Except just fucking corner that market and do like punk rock. Also write better songs. They wrote great songs. They are great songs. But what do they do for the genre? Except just like drop Dookie and then people forget about Insomniac and Nimrod and everything else up until American Idiot and then pretend to like that one. Which I purge that one because this is not. Thank eh, God. Eh, yeah, it's not good. Eh. But even it's like Blink, good. man, like Blink. Oh, I love Blink so much. But I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything about that. I don't want that. Yeah, because you can't say anything <laughs> bad. I don't say about Blink unless it's I don't nine. Want, I like nine. It's been in California. Eh. But like, like some forty one is progressing the genre. Some forty one is trying to do something for the genre. And the same with that, like, like Newfound Glory was trying to do something for the genre. They just weren't that great at it. They were great at like one little thing and like that is it. Like Sum 41, Sum 41 deserves more credit than Fat Lip. Sum 41 deserves more credit than Into Deep and they really do. And I think that's why, I don't know, that that's why this band has had such like a, a tumultuous uh, lineup and, and problems and, and, you know, I don't know, dude. I don't want to get too nasty and mean about it, but <laughs> some 41 just deserves more than they've gotten outside of fat lip. They really do. Yeah. They're better. Yes. They're better yes, than yes. that. They're better than that. So then what would you rate the record? Uh, so we have, we have our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album, bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what do you give? Does this look infected? <laughs> Again, it's consistency there. So this Jeez. is 2002, right? Yes, that's imagine, correct. Imagine Jerry Finn just, just dropped fucking Toy Page, one of the greatest pop punk records of all time. Yes. Arguably the greatest pop punk record of all time. 
Mm-hmm. And Jerry Finn's already worked with some forty one, and they come out with 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 Death to the Confected. <laughs> Metalcore's taking hold. I don't know, man. Emo. I mean, you got to talk about emo too. Emo's taking. You're hold right. Too. You're right. You're right. Taking you're back. Right. Sun, you're taking back Sundays. You're taking back Sundays, Saturdays, your Fridays. Brandies. All these. God, that that yeah. would have been a good little sasso bit right there too. Um, <laughs> taking back Sundays. Because I, I'm going to rate this a three. Because I, de- I think it deserves a three. I think this and Chuck both deserve threes because I think they're both, even with Chuck's like like uh, inadequacies of, of pieces of pieces of Marie. <laughs> <laughs> I think even with Chuck's inac- inadequacies, I think both are doing more for the genre than even Blink did at this time. Well, not all that dude. I really do. I, I think Blink did more for the genre with Dude Ranch and then Self Entitled. I think Take Off Your Pants and Jacket just happened to be a perfect album because they were just the McCartney and Lennon of pop punk songwriters and just pop True. songwriters of all time. But I don't think it did anything for the genre. Like, what did Take Off, what did, what did Toy Patch do for the genre? It didn't do anything. No, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. Like, man, dude, like, like does this look infected? And Chuck, honestly, like, dude, they're, <sighs> are they perfect? Perfect threes? I think they're both perfect threes. It, it, it's even more. It's even damn throwing that shit around. Maybe maybe threes. maybe just look infected is a three, and then Chuck is a two point nine nine. Well, that's not true, dude. That's what I'm doing. I, I think <sighs> both of those albums did more for the genre of pop, pop punk music, trying to keep the punk in pop punk, whereas like Newfound Glory pretended to keep the punk in pop punk, but really but just got popier. But really, yeah, just got popier. Which is not there's nothing wrong with that. No. No, not but at like, all. You know, yeah, keep it in there. Keep so the you gave it, in there. gave it three out of three. Three out of three. Um, my quick little wrap up with this. Uh, I agree with you. This is this is a good progression within the pop punk realm. They were one of the few bands to do it. If I mean, I don't know any other band that really, you know, put metal into pop punk like this that I could think of off the top of my head, and did it so well. They really, really fucking nailed it. Um, I just, I just, I know Dave is not, he wasn't like a songwriter in the band, but he clearly had a lot of influence and that's why you get Does This Look Infected and Chuck. And then after that, it just drops back into a derivative version of All Killer, which is weird, but I wish they would have, I wish they would have just continued on with a more metal song, get more metal. They're so good at it. That's the thing too. They're so goddamn good at doing the metal, just like they're so good at doing the pop punk. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like we've kind of exhausted everything at this point. <laughs> we, like you, we, like we, you, we, met, we mentioned earlier, there's not that much to talk about when it comes to this band. There's not. There's no. There's nothing iconic, truly iconic about this band. It's, it's because Some like they don't stuff, get. Though. They don't get like the respect that they probably should be due. But that's but that's because they don't do anything spectacular. They do things really well. But they're not spectacular. But they've done they've done two albums that or are spectacular. Yeah, but but you can't but you can't say that you know you listen to this or Chuck. Oh, never mind. I take that back. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. This this, this um, album, like this album, clearly is the fucking perfect like transition between Killer and Chuck, right? Like there's, there's, oh, there's yeah, no totally. fucking argument there. Like this album reminds me, and Chuck reminds me of like. I don't know, like like some kid, like you you hang out with as a, as a little kid, and hey, let's all go to the let's all go to the lake. Follow me. Like nobody follows that kid. 
Mm-hmm. Even though like that kid would have been leading you to like some of the fucking coolest shit of all time. Like nobody followed suit like this. Nobody followed suit from Dizzle Infected to Chuck. And, like who knows where pop punk could have gone. And then we're talking we're not even talking like two thousand ten here. Barely two thousand fucking three, dude. Two thousand four. But I but I think the reason why it didn't take off because emo was taking off. Pop punk had run its course at this point, you know? It two thousand two But it's because it Blink still, had run its course. Ex- that's Exactly. That's why Green Day had run its course. The Offspring had run its course. You know, this is post conspiracy of one. So, you know that that's a lot of pop punk being thrown out there, and then like real, real heavy hitters. So then emo starts coming up. You know, you get the whole the bullshit emo scene that comes up, and it just fucking explodes. And I think that's I think it was just it was bad timing. Really, I had. Infe- had does this look infected um and chuck come out like maybe late 90s like 98 99 it would have been different it would have transitioned into something different because it would have been you know the end of new metal so people are still kind of in the metal mood and there would have been an easy i think it would have been a better transition but i think it's just too late too late for the scene emo was already gaining so much steam i think too like kids. like record labels i mean this was like island records and it wasn't yeah as big as like mca that that blink was on at the time and i i, I think that like pop punk could have pop punk could have benefited more from from does look infected in chuck than it could have from anybody else outside of blink at this time it's possible we'll never know though we'll never know but anyway yeah you know i'm just going to give this record a perfect three out of three I don't give threes out very often. Um, I give this and Chuck a perfect three out of three. I don't care because they're perfect. I give records. Chuck a two point nine nine, but that's fine because you're stupid. But you know, that's okay. the way she goes. So yeah, three out okay. of three for me, and three out of three for you. On does this look in, does this look infected? Great record, good stuff. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else? Uh, that's it. That's all. All right, Canada season is going strong. Stay tuned next week. It's going to be uh, barely halfway done, baby. I know. Next week's going to be a, a smaller episode. Let's just say that. Small yeah. a hint, a hint. Small. Uh, you know, I'm going to give another hint. It's going to be a smaller episode, and it's going to be a soundtrack. Okay. So we're guess still very, that one. We're still very young in the in the Canada season here, so we'll see. We'll see where we go. Nobody's going to guess. Nobody's going to. No, Skip's not going to be able to guess the soundtrack. You know he's not. Well, anyway, if, if he just heard what I said, he'll be able to guess it. Well, okay. So why do you highlight it more? Come on. I don't know. Anyway, because I I'm too giddy. I'm giddy. Too giddy. I'm giddy like right. giddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcast. Give us five stars. Five stars only. Please go do that. Thank you for listening. And that's it. That's all. Actually, both of our of our next two was given away in this episode. That's, that's, that's all. Here we go. <laughs> Dear Gobley. <laughs>